Welcome to the Uprooting Your Thoughts podcast, and I'm your host, Joy Rossignol. It is time to take control of your thoughts, and in this podcast, I will help you do exactly that. No more having your negative thoughts rob you of friendships, love, a healthy sex life, your dreams, or even just having peace. Remember, you are powerful, not powerless, and you deserve to live a life of wholeness and freedom. Let's go after it together. Hey, fam. Welcome back to another episode of Uprooting Your Thoughts podcast. This is the first episode I'm recording since being back from Europe for two and a half weeks, which was an adventure. It was incredible. Um, we, My husband and I were in Belgium for about a week and then maybe a week and a couple of days. And then we were in Italy for the rest of the time and then got stuck in Amsterdam for two more days and finally got home on Wednesday night. And so it's been a whole journey and it's been a whole process. And it was kind of frustrating because after Belgium was interesting, obviously being with family was incredible and we loved that. And we always love being with family. The camps in Belgium were a little interesting. Matthew and I were kind of like in a back closet when there's like a 50 million spiders we had to kill. And it was just not very comfortable and it was kind of a letdown, but we obviously made it through there. We were only there for a couple of days. Um, and then we went to Italy, which was just like, it was kind of like a eh, experience. Obviously the camp was incredible. So that's all that matters. But the experience in Belgium was okay. And then going to Italy, it was just a dream come true. For those of you who don't know, Italy has been a country that I've dreamed about going for honestly almost all of my life. It's just been something on my bucket list I've always wanted to do. And after marrying a European, I knew it was something else possible. But this trip was like fully paid for. Everything was covered. It was incredible. So we didn't have to really pay for anything except for whenever we were touring in cities for a couple of days. We paid for like food and things like that. But otherwise, it was all covered. So that was just a blessing from the Lord um, to go to my dream country and have it be free. So thank God for that. And just being in Venice and being in Florence and uh, we stayed up in like a mountain area called Piancavallo, which was beautiful, had incredible, the best piece I've ever had. Um, and then we went to um also went to pisa we went to uh, a place called i don't know how to pronounce it but it was carole or chiole i'm 100 sure but it was like this beach kind of resort little small town it was beautiful so colorful incredible and so my like and so my like uh i was on cloud nine for literally the whole like week we were in italy it was just incredible and we we're obviously going to go back and be able to tour in our own terms and all that but we left from Pisa, flew from Pisa to Florence. That flight was normal. It was fine. And then that's when things kind of went downhill. Um, we flew from Florence to Amsterdam. And so we had like a 17 hour layover. And so obviously we stayed at the hotel, came back. Um, we got to the airport at like honestly over three and a half hours early just to like be clear because we got an email saying like make sure you go to the Schiphol airport early because like there's a lot of delays blah 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 we're like okay no big deal like we can get early i'm not expecting it to be crazy but i'm expecting it to be like okay it's gonna be sort of busy oh my gosh this is when everything went downhill we went there and we arrived like i said about three and a half hours early our flight was at 12 50 we got there around maybe like 9 9 30. And so, uh, maybe so it was about over, about over three hours early and, uh, it took us an hour and a half 
just to get our bags checked in. So that already was like, and I, I was seeing a lot of lines everywhere. And I was like, okay, no big deal. We made it past this part. We still have, you know, like two hours before our flight. Shouldn't be a big deal. We had to get and wait and see the security line. It was crowds everywhere. I posted it on my Instagram story and it's just, it was, it was literally the most chaotic airport experience I've ever experienced in my life. Crowds everywhere. It wasn't even a line. It was just crowds. It's like we were herds of cattle trying to get up the stairs and then go to security, go up to the security, like where security was. And then I was like, I wish I could just show you and let you experience like what it was like because it was really chaotic and it was just like we were just pushing and trying to edge our way into where we thought the lines were but it was just a crowd and eventually we got into where this like the small like lines were to be able to like actually zigzag everywhere to get into where security was our flight was delayed an hour so we had a little bit more time like great it was a little bit more great we were thinking that because the lines were chaotic they would just wait a little bit more until people were actually were more people were in on a flight because obviously a bunch of people were going to miss their flights if not you know and so we entered into the uh we finally got where our through security but <sighs> we honestly we were in security for probably about three hours finally got the security um finally got our um like went like got everything figured out i got a little delayed because i accidentally kept liquids in my bag or whatever gotten finally we had a run to where our gate was our, our plane was still sitting there, but then they're like, sorry, like you missed your flight. And this was going to be a direct flight from Amsterdam to Austin, which was already incredible because it was whenever we had comfort, like plus seats, whatever. It was going to be a direct flight. It's nice to have a direct flight compared to where there's a layover and you have to get through a bunch of stuff. So that was really, really frustrating. They told us to go to where T6 was, which is another gate, which is where transfers are, which for people who maybe missed your flights or anything, you can go there and kind of get things situated. We waited in that line for maybe two and a half hours. They told us they stopped the line. Sorry, we can't help everyone. You guys are just gonna have to go to a hotel for the night, come back tomorrow at 6 a.m. and then figure out the next day. It was, I remember after I, they told me that, I literally just cried. I just didn't know what to do. And I think I was just very, very frustrated. All of our money was in our savings. And so we had to transfer our money out, which takes about a couple of days for the savings to come to our checking account. I had to call our parents, give us some money just so we can like stay and like pay for a hotel and do everything there. And the people who gave us a free trip um, to Italy and your um, in Belgium, like reimbursed us for our our, our um, hotel. Like it was it was just very very kind, but it was just very very stressful. And just like, what are we supposed to do? We don't have any of our our bags because it already was checked in. We were living off of our clothes for. Three days ended up being, up being because we finally came the next day, got our flights rebooked for the next, um, for not uh, Tuesday. We had to wait until Wednesday at 12.50 again to get now a flight that has a layover in LA and then whatever. Huh. It was very, very frustrating. And after this whole experience, like we are actually are still waiting for um, Matthew's bags. Hopefully by the time this actually goes out, we do have our bags. But right now it's Sunday and we don't have our bag, uh, Matthew's bag. My bag came in, but Matthew's bag is maybe still in Amsterdam. We don't even know. Um, and a, a bunch of people who were in our crew as well, their bags like were delayed as well. And they finally got their bags uh, after like four days. So in a sense, Matthew has been without his bag for, well, it'll be almost a week now, which is crazy. And I just bought um, a leather Italian like backpack, probably one of the best purchases I've ever had. I had, I was able to talk it down. It's supposed to be 150 euros. And I was able to talk it down and bargain a little bit to get it to, I think we got it for $80, 80 euros cash. Um, and so 
it's in his suitcase as well. And obviously all of his clothes that he loves. Like, anyway, it's just so, so many things. And it feels like we haven't been able to really settle until this has been taken care of and until we can actually get reimbursed for the things we had to pay for because our flight was delayed for so long and all these things. And it's been overall been very disappointing. It, it, just admitting it was very disappointing. And I think that during the time period in order for us just to kind of like survive what was kind of we were experiencing at the time because we can easily just say and be really sad in that moment but we kind of just had to push through and just okay we should figure this out and then but um filter through everything we need to filter through but now that we're actually back and we still don't have the bags like matthew's back at least and we still like are trying to figure out everything else i've been able to kind of settle through and just be able to admit that this has been very disappointing um and i think that it's, it's hard for people to actually admit that things are disappointing, you know? Like, I think there's always a phrase people say of just like, okay, it's not that deep, or it is what it is, or like, there's worse things that are happening, it's not a big deal, like, you'll survive, at least you made it on the flight, at least you got home, at least one of your bags were, um, was actually retrieved, at least, um, I don't know, at least you, there's so many things, at least you didn't have to pay for the things, at least you got reimbursed for this, at least this and that, this and that. A lot of people, even ourselves, we try our best to kind of like, in order to not be so distraught and sad, we try to find like the brighter, like let's look on the bright side, right? Like there's always something that's good in the situation that's bad. And sure, like let's like admit that that's, that's possible and that's, that's fine. But also we have to admit that that's actually a coping mechanism to, in order to not actually process through any of the grief, any of the sadness, any of the disappointment that we are experiencing in the situation. And we have to admit, like in reality, Matthew and I are really sad right now. Like it's it's really frustrating and disappointing that our bag still hasn't come and there's things in that bag that's really valuable and important to us that like we're praying that it'll come and I, I, I'm believing that it will, but it's still disappointing and frustrating that we have to wait after being home for a couple of days and still not have like a lot of the things that are in that bag that we can't even access because it's not in, not in our possession right now, you know? Anyway, it has been disappointing. And I think that it's easy, it's easier to not have to process the disappointment and just hope and wish for the good things and just see the good things that actually happened and um, be able just to believe in faith that our bag is going to come and just like look on the bright side and just look at the things that are potentially hopeful rather than being able to sit and process any of the grief and disappointment that we are experiencing. And just... I like to, I don't know why I like to have definitions, but everyone knows disappointment, disappointment actually is defined as, but I'm going to, I'm going to read it anyway. Um, disappointment is defined as sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. Right there. It's disappointment is something that we expected to happen that didn't happen. And we're really sad about it and grieved by it. And I think that that already warrants you to have some sort of emotion, emotional response by whatever that means and whatever you experience. And it, for you not to actually sit and process any of the disappointment that you're feeling and experiencing, that is actually a disservice to yourself. And that is actually, if you don't actually process any of the disappointment or grief, it comes out in different ways. You can try to avoid and push past pain and push past anything that you're feeling. But in reality, like you're, like I said, it's going to come out in different ways. It's going to come out in I don't know, it's going to come out in depression, it's going to come out in anxiety, it's going to come out in, it's going to come out in different ways either way. And so for us to not actually just be able to sit and process this appointment and grief, I think we have to ask ourselves the questions like, why is that the case? It's so easy. I know for me, like in reality, I think it's, it can be hard at times to actually sit and process this appointment and grief because obviously it doesn't feel good. And obviously it feels like 
sometimes a waste of time of like, okay, in reality, like why sit and, and be able to like acknowledge that I'm feeling sad about something instead of like trying to find the solution anyway. Like we should try to find a solution. We should try to find like whatever is gonna help the situation go away, right? Um, and obviously there's some situations you experience that you do experience disappointment and grief that you may not actually be able to find a solution for. And then what? You're just gonna push past it and move on and just try to like live life and then try to find like a bright side of the situation. Like, oh, there's always, you know, at least this didn't happen. At least something worse could have happened or this and that and this and that. We can try and sit and process like what actually warrants a response of grief and what actually warrants a response of us acknowledging disappointment. But if we try to compare our struggles and compare our situations and compare experiences to other people, you're never actually going to find a reason. Like there might be one reason that like, goes oh, something that's really, 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 really bad. But if you actually experience that situation because you actually don't actually think that you're worth processing your grief and disappointment for, you're never actually going to be able to, there's always going to be something worse. There's always going to be something worse in the world that um, you can compare whatever you're experiencing to that's worse than what you're experiencing. But we did that, that really is like a game that, that no one ever wins. You're never going to win that game. And I think that it's, it's just really important. I think with just everything that's going on in the world right now with so many things that you people are experiencing, that secondhand grief, secondhand disappointment, you may not be your exact story, but it's something that you're experiencing that you're, that actually affects you. It's so important for you to actually acknowledge that you're feeling sad about it and acknowledge the fact that that actually hurts you. Acknowledge the fact that that's the expectation that actually wasn't met and that you really wanted to actually have that happen or have a different result or have something else look the way that it was supposed to look. And then now you're just sitting in the aftermath of whatever, um, whatever you're experiencing. And that really sucks. And that really is sad. And that really is painful. Like just even just being able to sit and think about that for a second. Like if you were going on dates with a guy and then he ended up being a total jerk. And then now like you're, you thought this is going to be the person you're going to marry. And now you're sitting with the fact of like, unmet expectations of like, okay, now I'm, I'm one step like behind where I thought I was supposed to be. I thought I was going to marry this guy. I thought that this was going to be the one I thought like we, there were so many unmet expectations and unfulfilled promises in dreams. I thought was going to happen to this person that actually just now falls flat. And now what, like, now what you can always be like, well, at least, you know, this was a, um, a dodge bullet. He was a jerk. And so thank God you're not with this person. And so like, we can, we can sit in there and be like, okay, well, I don't have to process the grief, but at least I didn't actually end up with this guy. Cause imagine that that life would have sucked or, okay, well, you know, God's going to bring a guy to me eventually. So in reality, I can just sit and focus on the hope rather than actually processing the grief. And I'm not saying you should be sitting and like crying all the time and just like never, ever like, you, you, I don't want you to stay stuck in the grief, right? But you actually have to acknowledge that there's something there. And I think we just skip that step and just go on to the hope. We skip that step and go on to, okay, this is a dodge bullet or seeing the positive in the situation that was actually extremely negative. But you actually don't have to find the positive in every situation. But let's just be honest. There's some situations that just suck. And we just have to be able to acknowledge that and acknowledge the pain and acknowledge the hurt and acknowledge the... um the emotions that come from everything you're experiencing and feeling. And I think um, I just remember a situation for me. This is a time period when Matthew and I were, um, and I'm just reminding remember, I'm like, did I tell you guys the story already? Like you guys obviously already know that Matthew and I had long distance marriage and all of that. But I always try to remember like what I actually have told you. And I reuse this. And if I have, I apologize. But um, Matthew and I obviously were long distance. 
And I was feeling really sad because there was a time period where we had to um, not see each other for months. We just got married and just the way that everything worked out, we thought he was going to come here. And unfortunately, like with this job, he wasn't able to actually come to the U.S. So I had to wait until my next break, which was, I think, um, like August. Like we had like a fall break or something. And so I had to wait until August for us to see each other again. And that crushed me. And that made me feel super, super sad. But it also was like, okay, well, at least I'm going to see him soon. And at least like we're not in like he's not in the military where I won't be able to see him for a year. You know what I mean? Like he's not deployed. And I, like, there's a whole long distance experience that's like we're it's going to be even longer than four months. Like there's worse situations out there. It's not that big of a deal. Move on. At least you're going to see him soon. You already bought a ticket. It's fine. And I, at the time, was seeing a therapist and uh, I was just like telling her, I'm like, yeah, so like my husband and I are long distance and, you know, whatever, like it's bummer, but like, I'm going to see him soon. I'm just really sad, but it's, you know, it, there's worse things, situations happens in the world. And I, w I just started like tearing up and then I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. And she's like, well, um, you're in a long distance marriage and you just got married. Anybody would be sad about that. Like that is so sad. I just bawled and I lost it. I wouldn't even acknowledge the fact that I was grieving something until my therapist gave me the permission to do it. And I guess this this episode is your permission to actually be able to grieve the situations that are actually sad and disappointing for you and situations where you are feeling pain by something and you think that maybe you, you could be feeling pain by something, but you've pushed it down so far that you haven't even been able to acknowledge the fact that you maybe are feeling sad about something. But in reality, let's just go back. If there's a situation that you're experiencing or you just experienced and you think like, oh, like that's that was sad, but you know, eh, could be worse. If you find yourself even saying it is what it is or it's not that deep or it could be worse or um, at least this didn't happen. Like if you find yourself so easily jumping to the positive, there's probably a whole list of grievances that you've probably pushed down and haven't actually processed and haven't actually sat with. And I think it's super, super important for us to do that. Um, because in reality, like I said, it's going to come out in different ways anyway. And if I wouldn't have actually sat and processed that grief at that time period, and I, like I said, every single session after that, I cried. I cried for months about the situation. Like it wasn't something that just went away. But, and I think at times we don't actually want to process the pain and grief because we're not sure if the pain and the grief is actually going to stop. We're not sure if we're actually going to ever stop crying and grieving and feeling the things that we're feeling about the situation. And I want to say though, like who says that you actually have to stop? You know what I mean? Like we give ourselves timelines of how long we're actually allowed to process and grieve certain situations because of what society has said or what you tell yourself or what somebody might've said, or try to see the positive situations, but you actually don't have to give yourself a timeline at all for situations that you're processing and grieving. You don't have to give your timeline ever. You can sit and process situations that are sad for the rest of your life. And, but in reality, I wanna say this too, you actually, it won't be as, it won't pull you back as deep as it did in the beginning if you actually allow yourself to actually process and feel the feelings that you're feeling. If you only allow yourself to um, give yourself six months to process something, and then you move on. Like I, like I said, I'm not saying that you're going to be in the same situation of like, it cripples you every single time you think and process and think and cry about the situation. That's actually not true. The, it, you eventually will be able to, it might, it might still bring you tears and it might still make you sad, but it won't bring you back down as deep as it did before. If you allow yourself to actually process and feel the things you're feeling, you know? And I, 
yeah, like I said, this episode is just a permission. It's giving you permission to be able to feel and process the disappointment, any disappointment that you actually are feeling, um, any grievances that you're feeling. If, if you're somebody who, you know, like you've hit a certain, you've hit a certain timeline in your mind of like, when you feel like you wanted to be married and you're still not married, you're still single and you're still looking like, it's okay to be sad. You know, it's okay to feel grieved and it's okay to actually process your disappointment in that situation. If you haven't already, you know, and it's okay if you're somebody who has been wanting to have a baby for a very long time and you still have not gotten pregnant. It's okay for you to actually sit and process any of the grief that you're feeling in that. And if you're somebody who has launched a business and it hasn't taken off the way that you thought you, you know, it's going to like, it's okay to actually sit and process that. Like, it's okay to feel like, Oh, like I'm feeling really sad about this. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really wanting this to get bigger than it is. And, um, it feel like, it, I feel like I've been hitting a lot of roadblocks and hitting a lot of walls and nothing is actually moved forward yet. Like, it's okay to actually sit and process that. Like, you know, it's, it's frustrating and it's hard. And, um, I'm on, this episode will be the 12th episode of my podcast right now. And I'm still like in the beginning processes of this, you know, and like in my head, I'm like, man, I really wish I would be at a million downloads by now and whatever. And I, I, I felt sad about that for sure. And I had a lot of lies coming up about this process. And I think that it's been a whole journey already. And it's been only a couple of months. It's been, I guess it'd be, if it's 12, it'd be about three months now. And I, see other people will say who has started in this journey and they've already been ahead a million downloads, you know, and I have not, I'm not anywhere near that. Like I will be very, very honest and frank about that. I'm not anywhere near a million downloads. Are you kidding me? No, but I've still been able to sit and process through any of the grief that I feel that comes up with that of just like, dang, am I ever going to actually be successful? And is, uh, am I failing because of this? And I'm obviously, I know that I'm not failing. I, I will admit that I'm not going to let myself sit in that any of the failure in that, but I had a lot of grief come up right in the beginning of our trip that came up in this of just like having a lot of lies come up and a lot of fear and a lot of sadness, a lot of grief and disappointment that came up in this. And I had to sit and process and journal and um, have the things come up that I was feeling about this. And a, a lot of lies came up and that's good. Like I need to actually address that rather than push it down and be like, it's not a big deal. You will be successful. You're fine. Like God has something for you. God has called you this and just like push it down and then just like only see the good rather than actually being able to just like bring it all up and uproot all the lies and just have it sit on a platter and me just like look at it all and be like, yeah, I'm feeling all of this. And it really sucks. And it really feels painful and yucky and uncomfortable and awkward. And I don't want to actually admit that I'm feeling this, but I do, you know? Um, and I talked about it to my husband and then I texted my best friend to have her pray for me. Um, and just like all these things. And I, I admitted that. And now like, great. I actually processed it and I'm actually uh, uh, knowing what I'm feeling. And then great. Now that I've actually done that, I can actually move, take a step forward. But I don't, I think it's kind of premature to just like move on to the next step of moving forward and pushing past and keep going and whatever, than actually just like sitting down, taking it slow, processing the grief that I'm feeling, and then being like, now allowing that to be something I'm moving with together. Like, okay, I know this is something I'm feeling, but I'm, I'm still going to move forward because I know that I have something, I know that something is for me here. Like, I know that God has called me to this. I know that this is going to be big eventually, but it, you can't really skip that step. Does that make sense? Um, anyway, I hope that's all makes sense. And I hope that, uh, this resonated with some of these, some of you guys, cause I've had a lot of clients recently. I've had to actually just like call them out a little bit and be like, okay, you're skipping a lot of steps. And I, I, I'm all for the motivation and you pushing past, pushing past, um, not giving up and, um, 
moving forward and actually being able to not allow any uh any hardships like keep you down and to keep you stuck and then not move you forward however i am going to allow i'm not going to allow you just to push past that and actually not actually process any of the grief that you're feeling here because this is a lot of avoidance and this is going to come and bite you back in the butt later if you actually don't address this now you know and so we have to have those hard conversations those hard sessions and those situations we have to it's like awkward and uncomfortable for them because they don't actually allow themselves to sit in any of the grief ever and so now that the therapist me is making them do it it's like oh i've never done this before and now this is super weird. And now there's like all, all these emotions that are coming up and all this like past grief that I have an extra process is all coming to the surface. But like I said, past grief and things you push down don't actually just go away. Like I want to make that very, very clear if you don't know that already. It doesn't just go away. It just stays there. It just comes, it just sits there for a long time until something that reminds you of anything that you've pushed down will come up and now it comes up with tenfold rather than just having one thing you're processing, you're processing 10, you know, and you're processing a hundred different things rather than processing one. And so that's why it's important. Um, so I just want to just let, like make that very clear. It's actually okay for you to be disappointed. It's okay for you to be disappointed. Um, and like, don't let that, don't let yourself continue to avoid any of the pain and grief and, um, unmet expectations that you're, um, experiencing and feeling, because it's really important for you to actually process that before you move forward. <sighs> okay. Well, that's the episode. I love you guys. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please like rate, subscribe. I love seeing, um, your, uh, reviews of the podcast. It really means a lot for me. I like so much, it's like so many things. And I love the text messages and stuff I get as well, but don't feel, don't hesitate to like actually write the review as well. Like I, it really means a lot and really helps me a lot too. So, um, anyways, I love you guys. Have a great extra day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to hear from you. It truly blesses my heart to know that you are listening and enjoying the show. So if you like this episode, take a screenshot, share on Instagram, and let me know any takeaways or quotes you resonated with from this episode. Make sure to tag me as well at Joy Rossignol. R-O-S-S-I-G-N-O-L. This helps me know that what I'm saying is actually helpful and helps me know more of what I should be talking about. Can't wait to hear from you, friends.